We are continuing our series on tribe. And today we're going to be talking about what it is to give. And when you think of the idea of giving, I know automatically you might think of money. But giving is so much more than money. It's giving attention to that baby who's crying. I mean, giving has to do with a lot more. And we narrow these things down and we limit ourselves. I mean, what parent here just gives food and clothing to their child, right? Is that all you give when you're a parent? No, you give so much more. You can't even list the things that are part of what it is to give to that child. In the same way, our lives are meant to be filled with things that we are able to contribute. Scott did a great job last week. I'm so thankful for Scott, him coming down here and sharing as he did as he just kind of journeyed with Jonah and talked about the importance. And I was really surprised as I was listening to it. And he started showing you guys the logos. And he showed Starbucks. And you guys like were booing Starbucks. And he showed like Apple. And you guys were like booing Apple. And then like Target. You guys like, man, I was like at Target at the Starbucks with my iPhone paying going, what are you guys talking about, you know? But it was a great way of just, again, telling us how we are to represent God, but we represent God and Christ by what we do. And giving is a big part of that. And and we need to to recognize that so that we don't limit ourselves. The way you become a part of the tribe is you actually contribute. You give your time, your presence, your energy, and your resources. You give of yourself, and that's what engages you in that. A successful tribe that lasts and and makes a positive impact in the world are tribes that give, that contribute to communities, to people, to individuals, and we never stop giving. And that needs to be something that we have in our minds. In fact, we should just hashtag never stop giving. You should tweet it and then just keep examples you have of that. Never stop giving because that is what it is to be a part of a successful tribe. It's a tribe of people who always are giving of themselves in some way. Turn with me to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6 verses 37 and 38. And Jesus gives a little insight. He starts off and he says, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. And so he starts painting a picture of what it looks like to be in community, to have this relationship. And and so the context of this is very relational. And he goes on and he says, Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And so this description is one of abundance. Pressed down, shaken, overflowing. It's just going to be poured out into you. And this idea of abundance is something that is supposed to be a part of your life. And he is connecting the physical world that we live in with the spiritual world. He's joining them together. And when he says that you are to give and it will be given to you, he's not talking about a tense of do this and then this will happen. He's again talking about a community. He's talking about a 
a communal description of what your life looks like when it has output. When it gives, then you find that this is now part of who you are. Abundance becomes yours because you get no, because you give. That the giving is directly connected to the receiving. And a lot of times we we just think of it as when you have to give something, you lose something. Anyone here pay rent or mortgage? Do you feel that every month? Like, yeah, I, I feel that. I mean, taxes, anyone pay taxes? If you don't, you will. Don't you feel that? When you have to pay, it's like, that money is mine. Not anymore. And sometimes you might even have an accountant. It's like you have that money in the account and then all of a sudden, you know, I can't spend it because I'm putting that aside for taxes. And when it goes, it hurts. At least it does me. Or what about when you get like a ticket? Don't you ever, if you get a speeding ticket especially and it's like $100 or $200, I always think, what could I have bought with that money? It's just a way of punishing myself so I won't speed again. It's like, what could I have done? And you actually feel it. I mean, it just hits you. And the same thing is true when you actually get comped something, right? If someone gives you something, if you win something, you feel like, yes, all is right in the world. A friend of mine used to work at the Greek theater for Nederlander, and so they ran a number of different events. And we were able to actually go to a Laker game back when it was at the Fabulous Forum. And he got these seats comped, and they were like five rows up center court. And it was before they had, you know, the box seats, and they actually had people come to you and serve you. They would actually come and ask for your order, and we were feeling just baller, right? Yeah, that's right here at the Laker game, watching the game, five rows up. And so this lady comes, can I take your order? And I think I ordered like a hot dog and a Diet Coke because that's like all I could afford. And then she comes back, and we go to pay her, and she goes, oh, no, it's been covered. We're like, what? We're like, it's been covered? Yes, that's right. Well, give me that menu again. You know, Let's get that barbecue now. I, all of a sudden, you just felt like this is wonderful. And you see, what Jesus is doing is he's reversing our attitudes in this thing. What if you felt that way when you gave? What if when you gave, you saw, look what I get to do. I have something that I'm able to contribute And it's the way it's supposed to be. Of course I'm going to give. You see, but if we have a limited mentality, I only have so much that I can contribute. I only have so much that I can do. Then we become stingy. Then we hold on to it. I can't give. You don't know. It's going to cost. I only have so much time. I only have so much energy. I only have so much money. I only have so much. And we start limiting what we can do instead of seeing what we are able to do. And he's reversing this and getting us to start seeing difference, to think things different. And what would happen if we stopped living with this limited mentality and we started living with an unlimited resource mentality? If we started living as if we were given abundance, how would it affect us? And again, I'm not talking about just money. It... You can give 
of yourself in so many ways. You can give of yourself emotionally to someone who's hurting. You can give your presence just by being there. You can give in so many areas, but we need to see it as the ability to do just that, to actually give. Because when you have the idea that you have a surplus, then it becomes easy to give. As many of you know, last week I was up in Lodi. Uh, Denise, Dennis, Karina, myself were up there. And there was a fundraiser for Haiti. And as the, the fundraiser was going, I got to speak a little bit. And then they started an auction. And they were auctioning some barbecues because Bull Barbecue was putting this on a grill for a good thing that they do. And as they were putting this on, they were auctioning off a barbecue. And one was like a really nice barbecue. I think it was like $2,500. You know, you see that and you're like, yeah, that's a nice barbecue. I'd like that. I don't get those, right? I go to, you know, I go to Home Depot and look for the sale. That one's missing a wheel. How much, you know? And so they're going on and they're, you know, asking. And so they're getting, oh, 500, 800, you know, $1,000. And you're thinking, man, that's great. Great. This money's being good, used for a good cause. 2,500, yeah, 25, 3,000, 3,000, I hear more, 3,000 once, 3,000, 4,000, 4,000, oh, and you're thinking, oh, this is incredible. People are giving $4,000, sold $4,000, and then the guy who buys the barbecue says, I'm donating it back, go ahead and bid it again. What? When you're able to do that, it's not a problem. When you have the resource, it doesn't seem like a, a problem. You are able to do it, and then you're glad to be able to do it. What if we had that mentality with our lives, that we didn't see ourselves as limited, but every time we gave, it was actually investment in ourselves, and that we saw that giving as actually filling our laps with the abundance. See, the relational aspect is really what Jesus is talking about. If there's an area in your life that you're struggling with, if there's an area that you want to change, if you're unhappy with something that's going on in your life, all of it can be affected by your act of giving. If you would see that area in your life and then you would see it instead of, oh, this is where I lack and see it as some place where I can now invest, you can actually change that area in your life. You, you can reverse this thing. You can give of yourself to this and actually fix yourself. And actually what you give actually affects your heart as much as your heart is affected by what you give. It, it goes both ways and it works both ways. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 21. Jesus says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is... There your heart will be also. Now, this word that he's using for treasure is a Greek word, theosaurus. And it's the word that they used for a casket. And what would happen is a person, because 
they were subject to being robbed in their homes, they would go in their yard or a field somewhere near their house, they would bury a casket, and they would put all their wealth into this casket, and then they would put a stick on top of it so they knew where that was. And then when that person would die, whatever was in that casket would pay for their burial costs and help cover their needs for whatever it is. So they take the money out and put you in instead. And, and so now he's telling them, you know, the thing that is problematic, the, the things that you hold on to, the treasures are the gateway to your heart and your heart is the gateway to the things that you treasure. And you don't want to be buried with things that aren't of value. You don't want to be limited to those things. And so what he's telling us is to invest in things and in people that will last because then the treasure continues. And so the dysfunctions in your heart, you can actually give your way out of them. You can actually serve your way out of them. You can give your energy, your time, your presence, your resource actually to those things that are problematic. And so if you are depressed, you can actually find someone who's depressed and help them. If you're struggling with an addiction, an alcohol, drug addiction, you can actually give to someone who's in that state. Contribute to them. And by doing that, you find that you're actually being strengthened yourself. A lot of times I'll hear people say, you know what, I'm struggling. I just need some time for myself. I just need to get away, get alone with my thoughts and figure this out. And I got to tell you, that's the worst advice. Because... You're the one who got yourself into the problem. And going by yourself is like, I'm going to go to the problem and see if I can fix the problem. You see, going to yourself isn't what fixes the problem. And I can't tell you how many times people have told me, I just need a break. I, I need to, you know, get my thoughts together. I know, you know, I, I really want to be a part of the tribe and the community, but I just need a break. I need to get by myself, get my thoughts together, get some things straightened out and, and work it out. And it's never worked out. In all my years, some 30 years of experiencing this, it has never been successful that a person goes, figures himself out and then comes back and say, I got it together now, let me help. They usually just go and keep going. But the people who actually contribute in the areas even when there's a problem. Remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about your problem is our answer. Most of the people who struggle with addiction, the ones who get past the addiction are the ones who help others through the addiction. And so a Celebrate Recovery is filled with people who were addicted in some way or had struggles and they're there helping others and it helps them. Because that's how it works. That's how the economy of God is supposed to take place in our lives. And you see, if you give away or give your 
way out of your problem, your problem will actually become the answer. That thing you're struggling with, if you will give into it, you will find the strength to get out of it. It will just happen because that's how you give and receive at that time. If you think, I'm going to find a person who needs life more than I do, and I'm going to try and give them life. I'm going to find someone who's depressed or lonely or wounded. I'm going to find someone more depressed, more lonely, more wounded than myself and try to lift them up. You'll see what it does to you. And you see, this is what a tribe is all about. The economy of a tribe cannot succeed unless everybody gives. If we don't all see ourselves as giving to this tribe, then it's going to be a weak link and it's going to bring something, someone down, maybe yourself. Does anyone ever feel like they're broke, have no money? Right? I know I, I was supposed to get a couple of jobs this week, training, and it didn't come through. You know, and then we like went to the fair because we thought money would be coming in, you know, and it didn't come in. And so it's like, oh, okay, now we got to watch our, our pennies here. There's still someone more broke than you. There's still someone. You can find someone more in need than you. And if you go to them and you give what you can, if it's a dollar, maybe it's not a dollar. Maybe all you have is some food. I'm going to give you some bananas. I know you're homeless. It's healthy. Here, have some bananas. It's not money, but it's healthy. Find out what it does to you. Yeah, you're, you're giving even though you have nothing. And all of a sudden you find that you feel like you really have something after all. I, I have something that I can contribute that can make your life better. And that does something to how you see yourself. It does something to what you feel your potential is. It does something to getting you from a place where I am limited in my resources to that, you know what, I have a lot that I can still do even though I'm broke. I might not have money, but I've got something that I can give. The treasures I'm going to store up are the treasures that I store up and other human beings. And watch how it changes you. Watch how it affects you. Not only on the inside, but also on the outside. In Proverbs 28, verse 27, it says, Those who give to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to them receive many curses. Now, when you hear that word curses, I don't know what you think. I think of like Harry Potter or some of these movies, you know, where you look in the mirror and see the face of the person who died in the house behind it. That's not what it's talking about. It's not that kind of a curse. It's actually the curse is in the life itself. It's connected to your lack of generosity. When you live in need, you begin to see what you lack. If only I had this. If only I had that. If only I had more of this. If only I had more of this. And pretty soon, your life is seen in a negative way and is deficient in so many areas. All you see is the lack that you have. If only I had something more. But when you start to give, you stop seeing the things that you don't have and start seeing the power and gratitude of the things you do have in your life 
And not only that, others see it too. Your children see it. You might not have finances, but you're wealthy. You might not have the resources in this, but you have enough to give, and people will see that. And they will acknowledge God with you in the things that you have. The most content man I ever met didn't even speak English. He was a prisoner in China for 10 years just because he was a follower of Jesus. And they nicknamed him Panda because they didn't want to use his real name because it, it would endanger his family. And we sat to have dinner with him and I had to go through a translator and the guy just was beaming and smiling. And I was asking him, how was it suffering in prison? And he just told me how God was so good and how God used him to do this in the prison and to reach this person. I said, did did you miss your family? I was just like probably trying to bum the guy out. And he's like, oh, of course I miss my family, but this is what was happening. And it seemed like his soul was just a well of life coming out of him. Even though he had nothing and was imprisoned, I envied this man and what he had. And it just glowed from him. He lacked nothing. And you see, that's what we're giving into. When you give, it's given back to you, pressed down, shaken, overflowing in your lap. Because that's the economy of God in these things. And it's meant to be that way. Every time you see a person in need, you have the opportunity to decide if you're going to be a giver or a taker. Every time. Every time you see a need, what are you going to do? Turn your eye. I can't do that. I can't help. You can't do anything. Maybe you can pray. Maybe you can make that phone call. Maybe you can step into their life in some way. See, takers do not survive in tribal economies. And it is essential in a tribal economy that everyone gives. It's how it flourishes. If everyone sees that they are here to contribute and to give towards the tribe, then the tribe grows, then the tribe can continue, and it can continue with vitality. Because everyone sees themselves as part of that tribe. Anyone here watch The Walking Dead? Anyone? Okay. A few of us. Sick people. (laughs) You know, when I first started watching the show, I thought, oh, zombies, you know, it's the same thing. A zombie's going to go eat everyone. You got to shoot them in the head to kill the zombies. Everyone knows that, you know. But the, the show grabbed hold of me because it became more dynamic about the dynamics of really the tribe that developed, the people and the character with one another. And and pretty soon you see that this group of people are so dependent on each other that if one person blows it, it can kill them all. And sometimes it'll kill a few of them. Why? Because you fell asleep and the zombies got past your barricade and now the kid is dead. Thanks. Right? You you blew it. And if a tribe, if you go up to another tribe or people, you have to basically tell them what you can contribute. Hey, I'm good at getting food. Hey, I'm fast. I can outrun the zombies. I'm a good shot. Whatever it is, I can help you. You would, you would want to say what you can contribute so that they would take you in. 
And if there is a tribe that really doesn't expect anything of you, hey, just come in, it's not a problem. Something's wrong, right? No, come on in, it's safe here, you can sleep right here. No, they're going to eat you when you sleep. Because if you offer nothing, then they want something from you. They don't see you as a participant. And now you've just become cattle. And you see, that's what we need to understand. We have to have this recognition that you're not a part of a tribe until you have given a part of who you are to it. And that people are actually dependent on you and what you can contribute. And if you feel like you're on the outside, you know, I come to Genesis, but I don't know anybody. I just really am not connecting with anybody. Well, then you need to give of yourself somewhere, some way. Come here at 8.30. Help set up. Go help with the children in the nursery or in the classrooms. Learn how to do the computer and the sound or at the back table. Or maybe you have an idea. You know what? I want to start meeting together and just praying in the mornings. Guess what? You've just contributed. You don't need us to be a contributor. But now what's happening is you start developing relationships with other people. You start connecting with other people. And then pretty soon you have friends around you. My wife gives of herself constantly. And she is the busiest person I know. More people from Genesis call her than call me. I mean, she's getting phone calls throughout the night. She's picking up high school girls from, you know, their event at 11.30 at night. Why? They call her because they, she's involved with their lives. I'm like, where are you going? Oh, i got to go pick her up. At, she's at this event. Oh, when did that happen? Oh, I talked to her. When did you talk? She's giving of herself. And now she's involved with all these people because she has contributed into their lives. It's not just something you do, but it's actually giving something that you have. You see, if you just come here and say, yeah, I'm here to set up chairs. Are you here just to, you know, do a service or are you here to be a part of something? Because I think what happens many times is we start serving and we stop losing the act of actually giving. And now we go through emotion, but it's not connected to us. It's not connected to our heart. We don't see us as investing in something substantial. It's just something we do to fill in a need instead of filling in the lives that we can help. And this is true of you in every area of your life. That giving mentality is is something, not here just at Genesis, but actually in your relationships. How you interact with other people. When, When things go bad in relationships, what we tend to do is pull away. Someone hurts you, you pull away. Someone says something that bothers you, you, you pull away. You kind of start distancing yourself because, well, they hurt me. I don't want to get hurt again, and so I'm going to stop that. But when you pull away, you're actually separating the bond that is making even the relationship possible. And so every time you pull away, you actually start separating yourselves more and more. 
And especially this happens in marriages. You get hurt. They say something, they do something, it hurts you. And so you start distancing yourself and you start bringing that bond that would keep you together and you start pulling it apart because you stop giving into the relationship. See, the only way to bring the heart back into that relationship is for both people to never stop giving. And I can tell you this one by experience. Karina and I would not be here if we didn't stop giving. I think I said that right, tense-wise. I was talking with my daughter yesterday. A friend of hers is going through just a terrible breakup. And we were talking about how people have a mentality sometimes going into a relationship, well, you know, if it doesn't work out, I can do this, or or they don't commit to it. You know, I don't want to get married because what if it doesn't work out? I don't want to be stuck. And it's like, well, that's the relationship. That's what it is. You see, you you commit to it, and it's scary, but if you don't give of yourself, you're not going to get It's not going to be overwhelming, pressed down, shaken, overflowing in your lap. It's going to be boundaries. And you will go up to that boundary and that's as far as you go. And until you tear down the boundary and say, I don't care, I am giving, you will never have the fullness of that relationship. And so when you struggle and there's a problem in your relationship, there is a hurt, that hurt is your answer. You step into that and you step past that and say, I am never going to stop giving. This is what I'm committed to because I'm committed to this relationship. And it may hurt like hell. But you will give and you will get pressed down. It will not change just them. It will change you. And it's no longer a matter of I'm not getting back. It's I'm getting when I actually give. I'm actually fulfilling my own life by contributing. So when your relationships are struggling, when your community is struggling, when you are struggling, give. Step into it and pour yourself into it. In all my years involved with people, I've never seen anyone get better by backing away. I've never seen anything get better when people step back and protect themselves. No relationship, no community will get better if you step back. You will actually start severing the things that are meant to hold you and bond you together. Don't listen to that voice that tells you stop participating. Don't listen to that voice that tells you that you, you shouldn't care, that you shouldn't give in to that, you, that you need to protect yourself, that voice that tells you you need to back away. Don't listen to that voice. Listen to Jesus who says, give and it will be given to you. I don't know if anyone is familiar with stocks. I'm not real familiar with stock market. Kareen and her dad have been investing in some things because her dad is retired and he knows a lot of investing. And so he's been coaching us, hey, this stock is doing good. But there's something that's called dollar cost averaging. Does anyone know what that is? Ted knows. Okay. Dollar cost averaging means you don't follow the craziness of the market. 
Okay, you don't say, oh, this is, this is down, I'm going to buy, or this is high, I'm going to jump in on it. It, it disregards the, the ups and downs of the market. So say you have a stock like Apple, because I know you guys all love Apple products from last week. And, and you say, you know what, I think for the rest of our lives we're going to have iPhones. I'm going to invest in Apple. And so every month I'm going to put $100 into Apple stock. Now, if the stock's doing low, I might be able to get four shares because it's low. And then it starts doing good. They came out with the new iPhone 6S, which, man, it looks good. And, and so they have the new phone, and so stocks go, or the prices go up because it's in demand. And now you can only get one share for that price. But then, you know, there's a bug. Someone, you know, does something, and now they've been hacked or whatever, and stocks plummet. Well, now you can buy eight stocks for that same price. But it doesn't matter because every month you're committed to putting that money into that stock because you see the long term, this company, I believe in it, I trust in it, I'm going to stick with it no matter what. You see, that's the mentality that needs to take place in the tribe. Yeah, things are going great. I'm in there. I'm involved. I'm, I, I'm there. I'm, I'm going to participate. I'm going to do what I can to make it go further. But then, oh man, there's some problems here. Some people left and there's this struggle and we've got the building problems and we've got other things that are going on. I don't know if I'm committed. I'm here no matter what. I'm I'm doing that with people's lives too. I don't say, Mauricio, you know, man, I was liking you when you were doing well, but man, you were bumming me out yesterday, so you're off the list. No, you're a part of my tribe. I'm committed to you. Whether you're doing good or whether you're doing bad, I'm going to invest in you because it's good for me. And that dollar cost averaging is something I'm going to take and I'm going to put into my tribe. It doesn't matter if it's high or low. I'm in this because I need to be. It's the only way we can succeed. It's the only way we can put forward. When you, you choose to invest in the future of a tribe or a person or a relationship and invest whether it's good or bad, no matter what is going on, I'm in it because it's what I need to do. See, there's a million reasons why you shouldn't give of yourself. There's a million excuses you can make why not to stop this relationship. There's a million things you could say why you don't want to, to be here to help out or to invest in the things that are happening in a community, in a person, or even in yourself. There's a million excuses and reasons, but none of them are going to change you except you actually giving into it. Your marriage will never change unless you give into it. You will never change until you start giving of yourself to others. It's the economy of God. It's the economy of a tribe. It's how it takes place. We want to involve you. One of our core values is structure must always submit to spirit. And when we say that, what we're saying is that God's spirit indwells people, and so the structure of Genesis must always conform to the people of Genesis. So how we look depends on who we are. If you want to be involved, 
please get involved. Help in some way. Give in some way. We have the next step table in the back. And you can sign up and say, hey, I just want to be on a mailing list. So if something's going on, we could start developing a mailing list. Yeah, you can help out with Mexico. Or if you want to get on the prayer list so you get prayer emails, say, hey, I want to be on the prayer emails. Just tell them they'll get your email and we'll put it on the prayer list. If you say, hey, I've got this idea. I'd like to talk to someone about it. They'll get your name and phone number and I'll give you a call. We'll talk to you or someone will. Hey, I'd like to see this take place. We want you to see something take place. You see, that's how you give. That's how you invest. Now, what I don't want you to hear me saying is that if you give something, then you're going to get something monetarily back or something even in a tangible, physical way. I don't want you to think that if you give $100, you're going to get $1,000 back. I'm not a TV evangelist. I'm not going to prime the pump there and say, yes, you need to give and God will give you. Because that's not the way it works. There is a, a situation in John chapter 21. Peter has denied Jesus and Jesus restores Peter three times. He says, do you love me? And what's interesting is when Peter says, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Each time he gives him responsibility, he tells him to do something. Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Then give of yourself to others. And then Jesus goes on and he says, What's going to happen to you is when you get old, they're going to take you by the hand and take you where you don't want to go. And you're going to have to go. He's telling him how he's going to die. You're going to be martyred. And so Peter, like us, looks at John and says, what about him? And Jesus says, what is it to you if he lives until I return? And then he says, you must follow me. You see, giving cost Peter his life. But at the end of his life, Peter did not deny Jesus any longer. Instead, he said, I'm not worthy to die like him. And he asked to be crucified upside down. And throughout his life, he changed the lives of countless people. Throughout his life, he made the difference and he was richer because of it. So I don't want you to think it's going to be easy to give. It never is. And again, if you have children, you know that. It will cost you. I don't know how many years I spent on the Little League field. Saturday morning. Then the practices in the week. And I had three boys one point they were on two different teams and so I had to go and then my daughter was playing soccer it's like man can't you just have like a family volleyball or something <laughs> it costs you you have to invest your time you have to be there for those things it's part of the job if you want to be of influence in their life you have to be in their life it's going to cost us to give But give 
and it will be given to you. Pressed down, shaken, overflowing in your lap. You will be rewarded in more ways than you can imagine. See, the reason Jesus came was to reverse the tide of our consuming mentality and give us abundance. I've come that you might have life and you might have it in abundance. Because right now, all you're seeing is your lack. All you see right now is what you fail at. All you see right now is your inability. But I have come to show you that I can turn that around. And if you will give, I will show you how rich you are. I will show you how much you can affect the lives of the people around you. You have no idea. You have limited your thinking in so many ways. You think I'm talking about money. You think I'm just talking about material. All I want you to do is give of yourself and I will show you how. We are all different. I know a number of us has gone through the strengths finder and we need to do that again where we get to see the areas where we're strong and, and it's amazing to see how diverse we are and we see, man, that so fits you and that's so needed by us and you're there to contribute and Jesus has come to fill our lack with his abundance and it comes when we give ourselves, first of all, to him. When we say, Lord, I need you. I recognize my lack. I will not be found if I recognize I'm lost, if I don't recognize I'm lost. And if I want to be rich in God's kingdom, I will be the servant of all. And he's called us into this place. And if you've been touched in any way here at Genesis or by any person here, know that it is because that we have given to Jesus And he has then used what we give to him to touch and meet the needs that are here. Now, I heard one time that a Starbucks went 11 hours in the drive-thru with them paying it forward, where they paid for the person behind them. 11 hours. Isn't that a trip? That it would go on for so long. What if Genesis was known for being a community that paid it forward? that we were known because of how we met the needs of the people we encountered, whether it's a person who's homeless or the person behind us at Starbucks. You know, you, you give them, hey, I want you to pay for that and just tell them that Genesis loves them. You might think, well, why didn't you tell them Jesus loves them? Because Jesus is saying, I want Genesis to be Jesus to these people. You see, Jesus to them, who knows what it means? Depends on what they grew up hearing about Jesus. It could be anything from a religious, you know, uh, very strict and legalistic thing. It could be something crazy and, you know, bizarre. But you, I can see. And when you give, you can make Jesus known. Because that's how he's going to be known by us. And how we give. What would happen if we were constantly looking for ways to give? What would happen if we were the people who realized that we have more than we imagine that we can contribute to the people here in our tribe, to our community, and to the world? It would change us as much as it would change them.
Let's pray. He was excited. (laughs) Father, I pray, Lord, that if there is anyone here this morning who sees their life as limited, that sees themselves as deficient, unable to give, Lord, that you would show them that their ability is actually in their inability. Father, that it's not what they need to get. It's what they already have as they have submitted their lives to you. And so, Father, I, I, would, I pray that we would be rich in this potential. I, I, I pray that we would see that there is always the potential to give. There is always the possibility to contribute. There is always an opportunity for us to step into this life of abundance, Lord. And I pray that we would. I pray for us as a tribe, Lord. Whatever you are doing in the people who are here, I pray, Lord, that it would abound. I pray that we would not see ourselves in a consumer mentality, but we would see ourselves as the ones who enable, the ones who can contribute, and the ones who can make the difference in the lives of those around us. Lord, might we be rich with generosity. And I pray, God, that you would continue to use us for your purposes, even as we are going to be reaching out more to Haiti and to Mexico next month, Lord. This is just a tip of what we can do, Lord. There is so much you want to do through us in our community, Lord. May we have the vision and see it. And may we give to it that you would give pressed down, shaken, and overflowing into our laps, Lord, the blessing of what it is to be your people, your tribe. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together as Alex sings a song. May the giver of life give abundance to your life. May you see that you do not lack anything, but you have the potential to give so much. And may you give so that it'll be given to you, pressed down, shaken, overflowing into your laps for the measure with which we measure things is how we are measured. God bless you. Have a great day. Hope to see some of you this afternoon.